to effect a timely halt to deteriorating conditions and to ensure the common good, a state of emergency is declared for these territories by decree of Lord Cutler Beckett, duly appointed representative of His Majesty the King. By decree, according to martial law, the following statutes are temporarily amended. Right to assembly, suspended. Right to habeas corpus, suspended. Right to legal counsel, suspended. Right to verdict by a jury of peers, suspended. By decree, all persons found guilty of piracy, or aiding a person convicted of piracy, or associating with a person convicted of piracy, shall be sentenced to hang by the neck until dead. Sovereignty itself, of course, is not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, sovereignty itself remains with the people by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to His Hardline. This is your place, this is your source to get the word of God learn true history of this nation. This is the place and the source where you get solutions on how to become a free people, to have the right to assemble. One nation under God, one community. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time and we will push him back on their side. Welcome to his hard line. It's time to get our nation back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the host. They are the ones in charge. They're at the wheel and they are steering this ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you all here. It is Tuesday, October 25th, 2022. My Lord, where did the year go? Seriously, it just seemed like we were just, I was wearing a pink cowboy hat in my living room, listening to a bunch of 90s hip hop music with my family, partying like it's 1999. And now here we are, it's almost November. Like, what the heck? What's going on? And I have a picture of me and my daughter's pink cowboy hat. I'll maybe post it on Telegram. You guys will laugh at it. It's pretty funny. It's my daughter's. I picked it up from El Paso. I promise it's not mine. I prefer more of a tan kind of cowboy hat. That's kind of more me. <laughs> Rita doesn't believe me. She says, yeah, right. Listen, you were the one that was just out in Vegas. You were probably out there driving a convertible with Mike Tyson in the back, taking shots of tequila with a cheetah in the front seat, probably getting chased down by like five squad cars, OJ style. So I think you're the crazy party animal over there. <laughs> We're going to see the next Hangover Part 5, <laughs> Rita Uncut. <laughs> okay, we got a lot to cover. I got to stop goofing around. You guys are bad. You guys get me off track all the time. 
you guys, you guys are just bad, bad influences. <laughs> okay. So before we get started now, I'm going to tell you, so I'm going to do a little reading here from our favorite person that we always like to talk about, not AVR. Well, who's AVR, Jason? Anna Von writes. Now she has a website. I'm not going to give the website. I mean, you can, if you want, I'm not going to put it in the show notes, but she has a website that she posts all her articles on. I'm sure if you go on Google and type in Anna Von writes, that's A-N-N-A, and then the next word, Von, V-O-N, and then R-E-I-T-Z. You type that in Google, and you just type in articles after her name, it'll come up. So she just wrote not long ago. I'm going to read this, and then I'm going to play some sound clips that are going to be very relevant. Now, before I read this, I'm trying to figure out the process, how I want to go about this. Because I want to keep this with a good steady flow. Now, I know I've already played this once, but I'm going to play this anyways. So I played this the earlier in a different show. There's a movie out there that is starring Tom Hanks, and I hate uttering that guy's name because he is like the ultimate pedo of all pedos there in Hollywood. But there is a movie he did that I watched, and it popped in my head the other day. It's called The Terminal, where basically he's a foreign man from this country called Krakosia. And while he's in the air flying to the United States in an airplane, he basically his his nation um, erupted in revolution and there's war. So basically what ended up happening is his country ended up getting annexed from the inside. So technically his visa, his passport, all that stuff wasn't acceptable at their country or in the US. So what what, what basically happens to him? He ends up becoming a man without a nation. So I'm gonna play this real quick and then we're gonna dive right into it. Dvorsky, sorry to keep you waiting. How are you? I'm Frank Dixon. I'm the director of uh, customs and uh, border protection here at JFK, which means that I help people with their immigration problems. Now, uh, we're looking for an interpreter for you. Do we, how are we doing? Do we have an interpreter? Okay, Uh, but I understand that you speak a little English. Yes. Oh, you do? Yes. Okay. Yes. Good. I hope you don't mind if I eat while we're talking. I have a bit of bad news. It seems that your country has suspended all traveling privileges on passports that have been issued by your government. And our State Department has revoked the visa that was going to allow you to enter the United States. That's it in a nutshell, basically, right? Anyway, it seems that while you were in the air, there was a military coup in your country. Now, most of the dead were members of the Presidential Guard. They were attacked in the middle of the night. It was a terrible firefight. Uh, They got it all on GHN, I I think. Anyway, there were very few civilian casualties, so I'm sure your family's fine. Mr. Navorsky, your country was annexed from the inside. The Republic of Krakosia is under new leadership. Krakosia! Krakosia! (laughs) Krakosia. Right. Mm. I don't think, uh, I don't think he he gets it. Okay. Uh, Let me, let me, okay. Look. Imagine that these potato chips are Krakosia, uh, okay? Krakosia. Krakosia. Yes. Krakosia. Okay. Okay. Uh, so the potato chips are Krakosia. Okay. Okay. Uh, and this apple. Big apple. Big apple. Big apple represents the Liberty Rebels. Okay. No more Krakosia. Okay. D- n- new government. Revolution. You understand? So all the flights in and out of your country have been suspended indefinitely. And the new government has sealed all the borders, which means that your passport and visa are no longer valid. So currently, you are a citizen of nowhere. 
Now, even if we could get you new papers, we couldn't process them until the United States recognizes your country's new diplomatic reclassification. Let me pause there for a second. He's a citizen of nowhere. That is basically what the state nationals are. Continuing. Yeah, see, you don't qualify for asylum, refugee status, temporary protective status, humanitarian parole, or non-immigration work travel or diplomatic visas. You don't qualify for any of these things. You are, at this time, simply unacceptable. 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 Big Apple tour include Brooklyn Bridge, Empire State, Broadway show, Cats. Well, I got more bad news for you, Mr. Navorsky. Cats has closed. Okay, okay. Now I go to New York City. Thank no. you. Mr. Navorsky, look, I cannot allow you. you to enter the United States at this time. Uh, uh, we can't allow you to go home either. Right. And the thing is, you don't really have a home. Yes. You don't. Technically, it doesn't exist. I mean, it's, a, it's, like a, it's like a twilight zone. Do you ever see that show? Yes. Huh? Did you get that show over there? Yes, yes. Uh, Talking Tina, Nightmare at 30,000 Feet, Xanti Misfits. Xanti no, Misfits, that's out of limits, sir. Oh, really? was not important. Anyway, where do I buy the Nike shoes? Yeah. So, that's, I think, a good place to start. Because what I'm about to play next, all right, and I got 10 other clips now I'm going to play. Now, all these clips I'm going to play are little segments that are very relevant to what I'm about to read, and they come from the Power Passion Freedom Show that Destry did a Q&A on uh, last week, Saturday, and then this past Sunday, so two days ago. Okay. Um, I'm not sure exactly what clips are from what days, but it's irrelevant because it all ties in. But first, we're going to get to our favorite person, Anna Von Reitz, and we're going to read her awesome article. This is our lovely grandmother in the great north of Alaska. Poor Destry. He's got to share his state with this thing. <laughs> Sorry, Destry. Didn't mean to put you out there. That's that state's so huge. I would hate to share that giant state with this individual. Oh my god! And what sucks more is she's from my home state that I grew up in, Wisconsin. If I read this correctly, I just this is. Mm -mm. So let's get into this. This is what she writes. Now her title of her thing says "Public International Notice Regarding Dual Citizenship." Yeah, can't talk citizenship slash David Strait process. Oh, boy. Now, before I get into this, I want to share something else. Now, I can't remember what year it was. Maybe Destry can chime in. But when the Colorado Nine got imprisoned, and I can't, I don't know the full story. I know Destry talked about it on one of these shows with Leanna on her Power, Passion, Freedom. But basically, the Colorado Nine, they ended up doing something, doing, like, I think, putting a lien. AVR taught these people how to do a lien, put a lien on a judge. And basically what ended up happening was it ended up making his life really difficult. So long story short, I think, yeah, he said 2015, if he remembers right. So long story short, without going into great detail, because we got a lot to cover. AVR taught them something to do against a judge. Judge got mad. Judge ended up taking legal routes and, well, needless to say they're in, in jail. Now, either the day of or the day after, I can't remember which came you know, what, what, which it was, Destry would probably put it on here. But then she put out an article, like much like I'm about to read right now, basically explaining how she had nothing to do with it. And, you know, that she condoned, you know, she did not condone this or whatever. I didn't read the article, but basically what she was doing was trying to cover her own butt, claiming that she had no responsibility and did not have a hand in it. 
So now we fast forward to this current article she wrote. Now it's suspected, we don't know, but, um, and Liz and I'll just ask, are both interviews on the same Rumble channel? Yes. If you type in power, passion, freedom in the search bar, it should come up. I believe her logo, I think has like a lighthouse in it, but, um, the, the one interview Q and a was on the 23rd. And I think the last week's one was 15th, whatever last Saturday was. So they're both on there. The first one was like three hours, 20 plus minutes. And then this one, I think it's two hours long, but Destry was on for about an hour and 10 or so. So yeah, power, passion, freedom on rumble. So she comes out with this article and it's about four pages long. So I'm going to, I'm going to read through it in a, in a speedy fashion, but still slow enough to where you can hopefully digest what she's saying here. And then we're going to get into some things here. Cause this is. Let's just put it this way. This is going to piss off a lot of people that signed up as a state national and status corrected. This is the very thing the National Assembly and people in the National Assembly have been trying to warn people of. When you get involved with this state national assembly nonsense, what you're doing is you're tying yourself. Basically, what you're trying to do is you're a cancer patient. And basically, you're going to the hospital and say, hey, hospital. I have cancer. Can you cure my cancer with more cancer, please? Does that sound logical to you at all? No, that's stupid. So what they're trying to do is status correct to get away from the entity, but using the same entity that is enslaving us. You see the lunacy behind that? It makes zero sense. So let's get into what she just wrote. She says, as an American, your states are your nations. As an American, you have an identity as a New Yorker, a Washington, a Washingtonian. I can't even say that word, Texan, or like me, as a Wisconsinite. Yeah, I shouldn't even have that title as a Wisconsinite. Each American state is equivalent of a small country with all the rights and prerogatives of a small country. These inherent sovereign rights of our states were somewhat changed early on in our country's history because the founders realized the value of working together to provide a mutual defense system, a common currency, and postal service, and in the end, 18 enumerated services and functions that were identified and delegated to our federal subcontractors. It's funny, she says 18. I'm pretty sure it's 19. Continuing. The powers, in quote, she writes, of each of the individual states related to these functions were relinquished and combined and entrusted to the federal government. That federal government or that government consisted of three separate service providers, one American, one British territorial and one Holy Roman Empire provider. As the American subcontractor was never reconstructed after the Civil War, there are only two federal subcontractors still functioning. In the absence of the American subcontractor or any other federal subcontractor, the delegation of powers reverts to the delegator, our Federation of States. Absolutely, all of the enumerated powers granted to the federal subcontractors exist in international and global jurisdictions that are foreign to the national jurisdiction of our states. Thus, the federal government operates in and provides service services in a foreign capacity. And federal employees, be they Americans or anyone else, are 
obligated to work in these foreign jurisdictions and obey the foreign laws that apply to them. This presented a problem. How can Americans work in and around an excuse me, how can Americans work in and under the demands of a foreign jurisdiction and be subject to its foreign laws and governments and still be protected under the constitutions that apply to Americans? Dual federal citizenship was born. The political status allows a federal employee to claim citizenship or nationality from two governments at the same time, and they get to choose which governments. Thus, as a federal employee or department, or excuse me, as a federal employee or dependent, you could choose to adopt a dual citizenship that recognized you as a Texan and as a U.S. citizen. And she has in parentheses, British territorial. Your status as a Texan would then enable you to claim the protections and guarantees of the federal constitution and at the same time obligate you to act as a faithful subject of the queen. Now, this is exactly the political status that David Strait is promoting. Hmm. If you adopt dual federal citizenship, you can act as both an American state national, such as a Texan, for example, and a British territorial U.S. citizen. Hmm. This protects your constitutional guarantees as a Texan and also allows you to function as a British subject with whatever benefits that may imply. Now, there is just one problem with this. If everyone does it, there is nobody home running the state government of Texas, and without Texas, the constitutions are vacated and you are reduced to being a territorial subject of the queen. Right back where we all were when the colonists first took up arms. Now, some of us have to bear the honor and burden of being Americans and nothing but Americans. She says it like that's a bad thing. We have to protect and defend the constitutions against all enemies, both foreign and domestic, by standing as Americans and upholding our end of the contract. Some of us have to renounce all other obligations to any other government and run our states of the Union as state citizens or the constitutions collapse and are no longer contractually enforceable. In one party, to a contract dies or otherwise is missing. The contract itself is subject to the remaining party or parties. This is called the last man standing rule. And if you paid attention, this is a little sidebar. If you paid attention, Destry talked about the last man standing rule on Leanna's show. Um, I think it was this past weekend. And, and Destry also put in here, this is very important to note. Constitutions do not apply to Americans. That's right. The, the Articles of Confederation do, but the Constitution applies to the corporate government. It does not apply to Americans. It only applies to governments. Continuing on here. So if one party to a contract dies or otherwise is missing, the contract itself is subject to the remaining party or parties. This is called last man standing rule. Thus, for the last 160 years, while our American government has been out of session, our British and municipal Holy See subcontractors have been interpreting things however they like. You see the result. 
Our public employees and their political parties have been doing whatever they like with the public assets and have contrived to lodge false claims of ownership and custodial interest against their employers and our assets too. Things began to unravel in 1998 when we appeared as the last man standing on the American side of things. We served notice that the unincorporated Federation of States, which is our, in quotes, ship of state, end quote, in international affairs is alive and well. Like Robinson Crusoe, we turned up at the most inconvenient, inconvenient moment in history and used the same last man standing rule to enforce the federal constitution for ourselves and our countrymen. At the start, we had only two known verifiable native state citizens in each state of the union standing with us. Less than 200 Americans reported for duty to serve the Federation in 1998, but those few had established proper lineage and standing and right to act in their capacity as state electors. Now, today, there are thousands of Americans standing as Americans on their own land and soil as the true inheritors of this country, operating their state assemblies in original jurisdiction. And because they are doing this difficult job, millions of other Americans are still protecting, protected under the federal constitutions. Now, so when people ask me about David Strait and his process, all based on federal code found at 8 U.S.C. 1101-21A, I have to go back through all of this and explain federal dual citizenship and explain the legal terms she has that in quotes, being used in this snippet of federal code. Now, remember, Destry and Leanna both talked about this code on her show, Power, Passion, Freedom. <laughs> she writes, continuing, here, here is it. Uh, she, must, she must have meant to write, here it is, term by term. 8 U.S.C. 110121A, the term national means, again, this is the U.S. code now, a person owing permanent allegiance to a state. The link shown within the current 8 U.S.C. 110121 above, as found at Cornell University Law website, define, define the terms national. 21, the term national means a person owing permanent allegiance to a state person. The term person means an individual or an organization. Permanent. The term permanent means a relationship of continuing or lasting nature as distinguished from, from temporary, but a relationship may be permanent even though it is one that may be dissolved eventually at the instance either of the United States or of the individual in accordance with law. The term state includes the District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, Guam, the Virgin Islands of the United States, and the Commonwealth of the Northern Mariana Islands. For those familiar with federal speak, the meaning of 8 U.S.C. 110121A is now perfectly clear. For others, not so much. So let's go deeper. The very fact that this citation is found in federal code means that it is meant to apply to federal persons, not Americans operating as members of the general public. That is a given. Second, 
Throughout federal code, the word, in quote, persons, person, is defined as a corporation, whether an individual corporation or an organization like General Motors Company. Again, this applies only to such federal persons and not a living people, not to living people. Third, the general representation of the word state can mean any kind of state. So we have to look at the specific meaning of state attached to this legislation. And we find that as expected, it applies to the unauthorized territorial states. And she writes all 57 of them, which are in fact confederate states of states, none of which have standing as actual states. Remember when President Obama referred to all 57 states and people were aghast? This is part of the confusion and deception that arises when the federal employees refer to the states of states as confederate states and count their confederate state franchise corporations as if they were actual states of the union. So now you can see that David Strait's process in this definition apply to federal persons, not to the American people. And that those following his advice do not recoup their birthright political status. They adopt a dual political status as American state nationals, U.S. citizens instead. There is nothing wrong with that status, but, but it is what it is. And people choosing, to, choosing it deserve to know what the pros and cons of such political status are are. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's going to be a lot of ticked off people when they learn the truth of this. <laughs> Continuing. Wow. Yes. As American state nationals, you do recoup your constitutional protections as long as the rest of us hold the line and populate the states and run the actual state governments for you. But on the downside, you are also presumed to be loyal British subjects and to serve as collateral for the Queen's government and to be obligated to obey the Queen's laws and pay the Queen's taxes, which now is the King. In other words, you place yourself right back under the British thumb when you follow David Strait's process. Oh, boom. <laughs> no, she didn't. You can do that and nobody has any right to object. But you should at least know that up front and not believe that you are recouping your unencumbered birthright instead. Dual political status provisions meant to allow Americans to serve in the federal government without loss of their constitutional protections have been so far warped and exploited that many members of the U.S. Congress now claim to be dual citizens of entirely different countries, subjecting themselves, for example, as a citizen of Greece and Ireland while serving as a U.S. congressman or woman. Now, this is obviously not why federal dual citizenship exists and should not be allowed. Dual political status invites conflicts of interest. No man can serve two masters. Thus, those who serve in the federal government, as uh, be it as a territorial, military, or municipal 
or civil service employee are forever caught between two worlds or even possibly three worlds and obligated to serve all comers. Our public employees have been famously referred to as political whores because they are under the unintended and unnatural obligation, and most of them do not know that in the absence of declaring and recording their chosen political status, they are presumed to be acting as both British territorial U.S. citizens and as municipal citizens of the United States, and as such, have no constitutional guarantees at all. Wow. Now, seen from the perspective of many federal employees, David Strait's process is a great improvement as it restores their constitutional guarantees. But for Joe America, American, it falls far short of providing his birthright guarantees, freedoms, and property rights. Now, this notice is being issued as an international notice because each and every state of the union is being addressed along with foreign confederate states of states and all foreign governments worldwide. This notice provides information regarding continuing mischief by officers of the Queen's government and those serving as elected officers of British Crown corporations involved in this overall fraud scheme, all designed to trick Americans into accepting federal dual citizenship or federal dual political status without full disclosure of the resulting contractual obligations. We are informed that millions of Americans have signed up and adopted the dual political status of American state national U.S. citizen without full disclosure, and that under the circumstance, a protest must be lodged with the international community. There is exactly one unincorporated federation of states doing business as the United States of America since 1776, and that federation representing the physically defined states of the Union is called calling upon all governments and nations to recognize the predatory activities of commercial corporations in the business of providing governmental services seeking to defraud people and unjustly enrich themselves by promoting undisclosed contracts, misrepresenting themselves, and exercising unauthorized powers under color of law. We specifically protest the practice of conferring or presuming citizenship obligations on people, issuing executive orders pertaining to the corporate services providers as if they applied to the general public, usurping upon the responsibilities allocated to our American federal service provider by unauthorized federal personnel and their agency subcontractors, deceptive contracting processes, and misrepresenting the limitations of the powers entrusting to our federal subcontractors contractors overall. This notice was issued by the United States of America Unincorporated Anna Maria Reisinger Fiduciary. Yeah, okay. I'm just going to put this out there real quick, too, by the way, guys. I hear the stupid fan on my computer rising up. I have no other programs up. I've had no problem doing what I typically do by, uh, you know, doing these podcasts. So if this thing goes dark, we all know why. Just FYI. And if that's the case and I can't finish a show, I'm just going to do this on the back end on another day and just upload it. They can kiss my butt. But we're going to try to press forward here. So. Let's get into something real quick. I want to play a clip first off from, uh, let me see, I'm, I got a few here I want to write. So let's, let's listen to this real quick. So Destry was talking about how state nationals basically put themselves in limbo. This question just keeps coming up. I must have answered this a thousand times, but I think they want to hear it from you, Destry. People who became state nationals, are they still considered Americans if they can no longer be part of our country? Um, like I mentioned, they're in limbo. 
they remove themselves to limbo. There's nothing we can do about it until we have 38 states assembled so we can have majority vote to put something in place to correct that problem. Our hands are tied. This is a vicious, underhanded maneuver done by the opposition to prevent the lawful assemblies from coming forward and fulfilling what the people want done. I have a question in a statement. Maybe we can stick them in DC. <laughs> but here's my question. What will, what can we do for the people who perpetuate, oh, like the David Straits and the Anna Van Wrights who are doing this to people? What can we do? That's going to be up to a, that's going to be up to grand jury. And people can come together. They can judge the case. Whatever they choose is what happens. I can't tell you because grand jury can come up with anything. It could range from anything from a slap on the wrist to tar and feather to put on a rubber wrap 10 miles offshore pointed to Britain. I don't know. It's whatever the jury decides to do. But that's a matter that has to be handled by the people in assembly through a jury. Mm -hmm. That's exactly it. We can't guarantee. So here's the thing. Whatever happens with these nationals, state nationals, right? These status correctors. It's not up to any one man or woman. It's going to be up to the people. It's going to be up to the grand juries. Now, more than likely, these 10 million plus people who were so wrongfully deceived, if I had to take a guess, now I'm just taking a guess. This is Jason Jones taking a guess. Because of the very nature of the people, the men and women that compose the common law grand juries, the de jure grand juries, they understand what's going on. So they're not going to be vindictive and be like, no, you're getting out of our country. But the possibility is there. It's basically what he's saying. And they're out there trying to deceive us. They're trying whatever they can to prevent the National Assembly from succeeding. Um, I'm trying to, I'm just looking through my notes here. So forgive me here if I seem a little distracted. Um, we lost hundreds when AVR gotten, you know, got her little sneaky fingers in here. We lost hundreds of people. Let's listen to Destry to speak on that for a second. How many did you lose to the status nationals from the original assembly, Destry? Do you know the exact number or ballpark? I don't know an exact number, but there was hundreds. Hundreds of people, guys, taken from this should tell you right here and there that state national is a fraud. It's a psyops. It's targeted at the good people that want to do something for their country. Here we had a republic. And these people became state nationals and they cannot be part of the assembly. Would you like to explain why? Yeah, yes, these people, they removed themselves from original jurisdiction put themselves into limbo while contracted to the corporation through that title 18 section 91101 
And by doing so, when they did that action in the first place, presuming themselves to be a U.S. citizen, put themselves in harm's way under Title 18, Section 911, United States Code. One mm-hmm. trap after another. Mm-hmm. People don't do due diligence in their research. Ten million plus people already snared in that trap. That's astounding. I have to tell you, Chief Marshal McCann. Yeah, and I pause it there because she had a little bit of a, um, and this is easy to do. I do it too. She had a slight misremembering uh, of a fact. She she then proceeded to say that um, she talked to somebody over there, and they actually had over twenty million. But no, it's it's ten million. They 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 you know they ensnared and trapped over ten million people, men and women, in 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 common law. All right, so that's unfortunately ten million people that are not going to have the ability, the privilege to be able to be involved with the National Assembly. Unless somebody somewhere that's really, really smart in common law and has a way to reverse it. But here's the thing. Even if that was so, we can't... mm, trying to be delicate here because I'm not trying to poke fun at anybody signing up for this. I mean, yes, they were ignorant and they just went for the easiest route. I mean, what, what, what does it say in Matthew? For the wide gate, many will go through because the wide gate's very easy, right? And I'm paraphrasing, obviously. And the narrow gate, very few will be able to you know, get through it. Why? Because going through the narrow gate probably requires more work a little, you know, and, and, and more discernment and trying to sift through the facts. But people, like somebody was just saying here in the chat board, I think it was Liz. She was saying, yeah, people want things easy. They don't want to work for anything. And then as a result, they end up screwing themselves over. I don't think people realize that between the COVID pandemic, the jabs, state national nonsense, I don't think people really fully comprehend that COVID did not happen because a bat and a snake and a sheep herder got together in a bar in China in some meat market and said, hey, let's all get together. No, it's not how that worked. Let me tell you something. Before COVID happened, I don't know if any of you know this, so I'm going to just share this with you. This might be a little bit of a long podcast, but we're going to try to get through this in a timely manner. So bear with me here. But in, in when COVID happened, right, when, when lockdowns shut down the world, I won't forget it. It was March 13th when, when, excuse my language, when shit got real. I'll never forget it because as a fuel hauler, I was still hauling fuel. I don't know who the heck was driving, just probably emergency personnel or I don't know. I have no idea who was using fuel, but I was still hauling ethanol and fuel. I'll never forget driving down I-96, which is a major highway outside Grand Rapids on a Monday morning. On a Monday morning at 9 a.m., 8 a.m., 9 a.m., when it's super busy, jam-packed traffic, rush hour, stop-and-go traffic, empty, completely empty. Not a car except myself on the road. It was weird. It was weird. But COVID didn't happen because of 
a bat and a and a and a rat and a snake and whatever else got together in a meat market. It, it did not happen. Like here's the thing: in October and in fall uh, uh, fall of 2019, um, the John there was an event called Event 201. Some of you may have heard of it. Now I started researching this earlier on in 2020 before even Glenn Beck started talking about event 201 you know for once in my life i felt pretty proud because i got ahead of all these little investigators and news people and podcasters i started looking at event 201 i'm like this is really interesting where the hell did this come from event 201 was basically a simulation that was held at the um john hopkins university funded by the bill and melinda gates foundation mind you so that should already tell you where this is all going and they did this mock simulation of what would happen in the world where banks got together, governments got together, news media got together. Um, basically, every major institution around the world got together and said, okay, what are we going to do in the event of a worldwide pandemic where to break out? What are, what are our steps? What are we doing? How do we get information out? Do we shut down? Like, this is what they did. And, and, and get this, their mock trial run that they did in fall of 2019 was a coronavirus, but it stemmed from South America, not China in this scenario. Just pretty convenient. A coronavirus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What else happened in 2019? Well, if you, if you're in the assembly, you probably know that when AVR got involved with the national assembly, she ended up throwing a big stink and started creating doubt and sowing seeds of doubt among all the members in the National Assembly. And like Destry said, deceived many and took hundreds from the National Assembly. And you know what that happened in 2019? Because the assemblies almost came out of interim status with their states. And it knocked them down from, I think, 38 or 39 states or whatever they had at that point, ready to rock and roll down to like, I think he said, Destry, correct me if I'm wrong in the chat, but I think, I think he said down to like, 18 states? That sucks. Yeah, 18 states. Let's listen what Joe Fry had to say uh, this past Sunday. This was after Destry, when Destry got off. But Joe Fry here, who is in, in the Michigan General Journal Assembly, he spoke some pretty profound truth. And if you missed the podcast uh, from Power, Passion, Freedom, you can catch at least what he says here. Listen to this. Oh, I already went. I went away already. No, I'm good. <laughs> okay. How Go come <laughs> it says how come Michigan has so much election fraud? <laughs> That's a loaded question. Um, a we're a democratic state. Yeah, Whitmer for governor. From what I understood, she's tied into the Rothschild family and George Soros. She was well placed following the other Democrat uh, Democrats. Actually, both the ones that were Republican and Democrat right now, there is no difference. And uh, we've been misled. I can say one, two, three, four, four or five governors that I've known in my lifetime of bothering to listen. It's been people's eyes are blind. It's all changing, though. We we will get it. Um, they have been. 
we've been under the gun. Uh, she has had some issues where they claimed a group was going to assassin her, but then that was a defunct. And then they were just uh, harassing her, and a few might go away. But there was federal agents involved, so that's that's why they're after us. We are the ones that started what assemblies. What did what did the two years of COVID stop us from doing? Assembling. Just think about that. When I Dustry had an issue up in here in Michigan. And that's somewhere why he's up to Alaska. My wife was amazed uh, three three months ago going to a meeting. Uh, or maybe it's been longer. When can, can, when the truckers was on the bridge, blocking the bridge from Canada, that was the the weekend. I was pulled over by a state boy just out of his home home office in. Let me pause this for a second. I need you to listen to what he's saying. Now, he's talking about when he was on his way to an assembly meeting, a state meeting, he got pulled over by a state trooper. Now, listen to this. Lansing, doing 81. And he come up to my wife's side asking for information, my driver's license and such. And I said, I'm sorry, I am certain that I'm not required to give that to you. I can show it, but you're out of my, you're, I'm not in your jurisdiction. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I'm heading to an assembly and all governors were brought together and told to leave assemblies alone. Well, he had to memorize, although with the plate, he, he knew everything anyhow. He come back, he says, Okay. First off, he asked, are you heading to the bridge? No. Are you part of such and such assembly? No. What's the name of your assembly? And I said, private. And you come back with, we, you're correct. Um, just, we want to make sure you get safely to your assembly and safely home. And please do not do 81 anymore. So yeah. I took off quite quickly, right up to 82. And nothing was said. <laughs> you have to know, you have to live the experience, like Dustria said. You don't know what you don't know until you've experienced it. And that's the kind of things you can get in trouble for. My wife was shocked and we talked about it for about a half an hour after that. Geez, I thought for sure. I thought, you know, and all the, all the negativity, <clears throat> but you know what you know, and you just say it calmly, and he had no leg to stand on. All states have been told, all sheriffs in every state have been told, leave assemblies alone. So the only thing that they could do for two years is create a disease, oh, with a patent, and spread it around the world so that we could not move as fast as we could. What do you think of that one? Hmm. He's not wrong, folks. He's not wrong. Why do you think the Twin Towers went down? You think that was because of terrorists? I mean, it was terrorists within our own nation.
but it wasn't from anybody over in the Middle East. Why do you think JFK got assassinated? You think that was because of whatever? Come on. But nobody involved in assembly has ever been harassed or arrested. 2015, governor's convention in Vegas. All 50 state's governors show up for a convention. In 2015, they were intercepted by military and taken off to a military base. They were instructed to leave the assemblies alone, do not interfere, or you will have to deal with us, is what the military told them. Now, people know where things are going right now, and it's ugly. Mm -hmm. It is a powerful tool. And let me just put it this way. This is the way I see it. My fear of what they can do is at a certain level. My fear of what will happen if we do not assemble is a higher level. We assemble, they're gone. I'd, ra I'd rather deal with assembling than what will happen without assembling. Mm -hmm. He's absolutely right. <clears throat> we have a responsibility and a duty, not only because it's our right, it is our duty. It clearly states it right there in the Declaration of Independence. These people, they need, they need to be dismissed from their post that they should have never had to begin with. And they're doing whatever they can to deceive so many. And it's not just the state nationals. Who else is out there deceiving? There's other groups out there. And I'll name them, like Reign of Heaven Society, whatever. That's nothing. Beacon 37. Yeah, Jim Wright. Uh, he's been behind that. We call him Jim Wrong. Because he doesn't know what he's doing, putting out bogus information. American States Assemblies. They don't even know how to organize themselves. They're just listening to some little old lady from up north talk about apple pie. You've got Life Force, Tank and Kim, who have stolen our material, modified it, and trying to do their own thing. That's another group. They ain't never going nowhere. They don't have the knowledge. They've never lived the experience. They cannot own the knowledge. None of these groups can own the knowledge. We've already done it. Two states down. Successfully. We own the knowledge. We have it. You want to follow a false prophet? I can't stop you. You want to go with what works and is proven? We're here. We'll help you. Each state became a state in its own unique way. Each state must be resettled just like it originally became a state. They're all unique. They're all different. It's going to be done in a different way. Okay. Now, this next piece I'm going to play is about David Strait. Now, I'm going to say this. Back to AVR and what she just wrote. It is suspected 
that David Strait is in trouble. It has been brought to our attention that he had been investigated, I believe, from what I understand from some people within the assembly, that he has been being investigated by the FBI. And I think, we think, there's some of us that think that AVR wrote this, well, just much like she wrote her one article when the Colorado Nine got imprisoned and jailed. She's writing this to try, to try, keyword, to try to cover her own hind end from any legal ramifications or other consequences. And so she's basically throwing David Strait and his process under the bus, but let's not overlook the fact that she trained David Strait. She trains the deep state. She is a agent of the Vatican. <laughs> She's an agent of the Vatican. Um, I'm a bit skeptical regarding becoming a state national and your calling out of David Strait. My st study and comprehension tells me that when both when born in a state that you are, in fact, a state national, and as such, your state is an individual republic that makes up the United States of America, a republic, and as a state national, you are a USA national. I am, if I'm off base, please tell me, however, also explain your reasoning with David Strait, as you, as you did was call, I don't know, because you have no basis for your claim. Okay. All right. Having the understanding that the opposition is going to do everything they can to throw a wrench into our work so we do not properly assemble, they're going to use every dirty trick in the book. Mommy and Daddy told you when you was a kid, don't accept candy from strangers. You got somebody out here charging $200 a head for how many millions of people? We'll start adding that up. That's a whole lot of money, and they're going to want to protect that income. The second, you look through United States code, and you understand it. Its jurisdiction is over what's inside the United States corporation only. They can only dictate what's inside their corporation. They are dictating in that Title 18, Section 1101, what a state national is, what it's bound to, and they can do that because they have jurisdiction over it. This American national, which you find on passports, IRS documents, government papers, and other places like the Alaska PFD fund for oil, there's a box to check mark for American national, but they do not describe it. They do not tell you in their code what an American national is supposed to be, allegiance to or nothing because they don't have jurisdiction. That point right there, with a half an ounce of common sense should give you the answer. And this is getting to be, it's getting to be like pounding a dead horse because people have a habit of just following others and not doing their own research like a bunch of sheep follow me around in my boss's backyard. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. I freaking freaking Destry, man. He his his responses are great. 
because it's coming from a true authentic heart but also with his little flavor he's not going to give you fake fronts he's not going to sugarcoat it he's also not going to try to be a break you know he's not going to try to be offensive you know and, and and use colorful language he's just giving you the straight up honest truth in 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 the destry pain way which brings me to the next clip i love this because I agree with the sentiments on this. Research the fruits of the labor. Next question. How do we correct the full-blown AVR movement in one of the counties that could spread everywhere here in Utah and get it right without pissing off, offending everyone? You know, people need to stop this worrying about pissing off or offending. We actually need to get out and do more of that. That's yes. what made America strong. Hallelujah. <laughs> the hell with people's feelings. Damn. It doesn't matter. It's like Trump. What was the only complaint they had? Mean tweets because their feelings were hurt. Well, who cares? He did an awesome job. Fruits of his labor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I said it before. I'll say it again. Those who fall for what AVR did because they lacked due diligence to research or those who fall for what David Crooked did because they did not research it. It's like a filter. Those who allow themselves to be harmed, how can they be relied upon to prevent others from being harmed when that is the purpose of the assembly is to protect the people from harm. Exactly. That's the new guard. We need That's people that do not fall for it, who can research, find yep. the problem, and say, no, we're not doing this. Yep. Those are the people we need to assembly. That's the new guard, because they're going to be relied upon to protect the rest of the people. Bingo. Bingo. Nailed it. I mean, obviously, I don't have to point that out. He knew he nailed it, because he's been doing this for quite some time, just like Joe Fry. They've been doing it for 10 you know, plus years. How are we going to expect these people? Like I said in the beginning or earlier, even if there was some smart man or woman out there that was able to reverse what they did in this status correction, it still begs to ask the question, how can we rely on them to protect the people in the National Assembly when they couldn't even protect themselves? How are you going to be a watcher in the wall when you got easily knocked down like Humpty Dumpty. I don't think people really fully comprehend just exactly who these people are and what they're trying to do. They're trying to destroy and hurt our assembly. Um, we've got two states settled, 14 states, which include the two that have published notice of a lawful assembly present within the state. We need 38 states, at least with notice published of a lawful assembly. That's a body politic, a governing body. When there's a governing body present within a state, that state can operate on the desert side of the fence with oversight. Though there's enough there to provide oversight to the state. 
those corporation, that corporation, those offices, those are our offices that are occupying. They were hired as actors to act in our offices until we return to them. If we can provide oversight and tell them you're no longer going to engage in the victimless crime prosecution, you're no longer going to engage in the unconstitutional taxation, you're no longer going to operate as a corporation, you're going to operate under our direction. That's when things change. That's when the world changes. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Like I said, with what AVR just wrote not long ago, I mean, literally, she went from cheering on the state national process to now saying, eh, you weren't given full disclosure. You know how many people are going to be bent out of shape. You know how many angry individuals there's going to be. Now, going forward, if you are one who's listening to this show right now and you're not part of anything right now, not the National Assembly, not anything, and you're toying with the idea of joining the state nationals and you hearing this and you still go over there, I don't know what to do with it. You might be deported for sure when we get our digital republic. You, I will personally try to find you and petition the grand jury to deport you. If you hear this show and still sign up for the state national, because that is just on a level of stupidity that I don't think even should be lawfully allowed in this nation. I mean, seriously, seriously. Now, this is really interesting. I think this is the sound clip I'm thinking of. Hopefully it is. Listen to what Destry dealt with. Let me see. Let's listen to what he had to deal with here. Okay. The current legal status is foreign. A corporation's foreign. Everything's foreign. The Articles of Confederation is awesome, but there was one problem. The Articles of Confederation did not have anything into it to handle in international trade. That's one of the reasons they came out with the Constitution in 1789, because it does have the controls for international trade. Those Articles of Confederation are still valid. They have never been repealed. I mentioned covenant Isaiah 49, 8. God says, for I give you a covenant to reclaim the land and inherit the desolate heritages. A constitution. Anyone who signs on to a constitution becomes a constitutor. And the Latin definition of a constitutor is one who knowingly and willingly accepts the debt of another. Ooh, national debt comes to mind on that one. It belongs to the corporation. They're trying to use that constitution to tie it to us, the American people. You, well, you ain't going to catch me signing on to that. That wasn't the uh, clip I was thinking of, but I decided to let that one run out. No, there was a clip. Man, I and I don't think I have it either. This That, that sucks. Hold on. Yeah. Well, I apologize for that. Yeah, that wasn't the clip I was thinking of, and I don't think I have it. But he kind of went and talked about his experience of 
you know, because somebody asked a question on her show about, well, when we go with the whole passport thing, do we just not deal with the passports? Do we, because there is a spot where you can mark down you're an American national over a U.S. citizen when you go to the passport office. Well, Destry went and did all that. He went and, 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 and claimed or paid, you know, for the copyright of his legal name, his corporate name. But the, th the thing is, it ended up burdening him more than anything. Because you get so many people are like, well, you know, I just, I just want to just completely back away from this whole system. You, you can do that and there is a way to do it. But the thing of the matter is, is all you're going to do is create a hardship for you. The best solution you can do is go through the assemblies peacefully and lawfully assemble in your county assemble your state peacefully and lawfully again article one of the articles of confederation you want to learn more about your assembly go to national-assembly.net i'm going to repeat it national hyphen or dash national dash assembly.net one last point, and it, this this should really be something that should really be a game changer in your mind if you're looking at the state national assembly and you're somebody who's not sure who is telling the truth and what's real and so on and so forth. The republic is not for profit. Let me repeat myself. You do not profit off of the republic of the United States of America. But yet you get these people like Bobby Lawrence and David Crooked and they go charging $200, $250 a head to go to these speaking engagements. They did one in Michigan not too long ago to sell you information that basically is ultimately going to entrap you and ensnare you even further with the corporate horror system that it is. Like Destry was just saying right here in the chat, when you remove yourself from the services of the corporation, what exists that you can go to before we assemble? What exists? Let's. And yeah, and, and he made a good point before I play this clip because it ties right in. Jesus walked the land and freely gave information. He didn't charge shekels of silver or loaves of bread or bottles of perfume. He didn't charge for the information he was giving out. Not just the information, the miracles he was delivering on people. Healing. He didn't charge for any of that. That's why I will never charge for this podcast. Reading the Bible should not have a charge on it. Putting out truth and knowledge to help people figure out how to assemble and gain their sovereignty back to help people understand and comprehend who they are and where they come from by the divine creator. That should not have a price tag on it ever. And the fact that these people at the state national level charge this kind of money to deceive you 
Come on. That should tell you something. Nobody in the National Assembly does speaking engagements. Not not for profit. Now, you'll, you'll hear Destry go on a podcast. You'll hear me talk about it. But I'm going to tell you right now, he's a welder fabricator up on the ice road trucks up there in Alaska, and I haul gas for a living. 12 hours a day. We put in 12, 13, 14 hours a day. We were just texting this morning because of the time difference. When I wake up, he's still awake. He hasn't even gone to bed yet. When I wake up at 2 a.m. Eastern time, he's still awake. And I just texted him this morning. I'm like, it's so weird. It's like, I know the time difference and, you know, we got weird, goofy schedules, but it's like, seems like you and I never sleep when we text. <laughs> we operate on like four hours of sleep a day, three to four hours of sleep, five on a good day. I'm jealous. He was saying he got like eight hours or nine hours the other day. I was like, what? Or 10 hours. That's what he said. I'm like, that's like equivalent to three days of sleep for me. The Republic is not for profit. You do not make money off of the Republic of America. This is all done from your divine being. When people are going out there charging you to teach you how to become something like a state national, that's demonic. Divinity doesn't charge for the Republic. So we are we have a great team of volunteers here that we put together just for this this is how important this is and i am giving i, I put a lot of my stuff aside and I'm, I'm assisting with this because those that you know and i i set this for i sent this to destry um the document that it was written that will all fall into place after we're a republic for the rest of the countries outside of it because we're not leaving our brethren brothers and sisters outside of America behind. And this is how you can get in. But what I'm trying to say is send me an email, ppfnationalassembly at gmail, and just put in the subject, your state. Then put your name and phone number. We're going to bring and organize everybody. We will get a a person who will negate, negate, negate every show. We will get a man or a woman to bring this together, who will be the one organizing in that state and contacting you. When we get, and then Destry, speak of the letter intent before I go further. Letter of intent. When, when a body of people come together in a room, 30 or more, Paul and Joe will come out of Michigan, or I will come out of Alaska to attend face-to-face -face in this room to go through the procedure. If there's 29 people, we got to turn around and leave. If there's 30 or more, we can do it. Has to be minimum of 30. We need letters of commitment that you're going to be there at a certain place on a certain date at a certain time. And you better be there or nothing's going to happen. It's already happened to us once. We met up in, I think it's Arizona. 24 people is all that showed up. We had a yeah. 24 people. 
So I, I play that to play this again. Remember the, the, <laughs> the Republic is not for sale folks. And you do just to be clear, you need 30 people in a room. Now, Leanna was telling her group 40 people because you got to anticipate people dropping off and not showing up as Destry just clearly explained letters of intent to meet at a certain day on a certain time at a certain location. Because again, traveling to your States is not cheap. There's only three gentlemen, Destry in Alaska, Paul and Joe in Michigan that are going and doing this outside of their day job on the weekends, mind you. Out of their own pockets, they're not getting charity. They are taking their hard-earned money and traveling to these states. This is why we need letters of intent. The amount of sacrifice, not just these three men put in, but all the assembly members way before me, because make no mistake, I've only been doing this for a year. I'm still learning. I'm a baby with this. I don't know nearly a fraction of this information or knowledge that these men possess. It'll take time, obviously, but again, this is a, you're always going to be learning. We do not want to waste Destry, Paul, and Joe's time. We do not want to waste their time. We do not want to waste their money. We do not want to waste their weekends away from their family, families. So get your people in the state that you're not assembled. If you live in a state that's not assembled, get your 30 to 40 people in there with letters of intent. They will come down. They will, or over wherever they're located, they will come out to your state. It'll take seven, eight hours ish. And they will get you going on the right foot the way it's supposed to be, the way Michigan did it, the way Alaska did it. Right now, I already talked about in the assembly update and more. There's five states being worked on right now. So it's going to take some time. This is not an overnight thing. This is not an overnight success. It's going to take time. Because when people start realizing that they've been bamboozled by the state national assembly after when they start discovering what AVR just wrote, and people start realizing that David Strait's in trouble, mm -mm. we're going to get an influx of a lot of people that were fence sitters that were fortunate enough that didn't pull the trigger on the state national you know, status correction. I'm telling you, we're going to have a huge overflow of people coming to the National Assembly because they're going to be like, oh my God, everyone else was right. I should have listened. Crap. Dodged a bullet there. It's going to be crazy. One more soundbite. I, I found this. I forgot to number it. They're a declared being with no allegiance to any nation. I think this might be the soundbite. They did it in their own, their own sworn affidavit, witnessed in the common law, recorded in the common law, that they removed themselves to a nation that does not exist. How do you undo that? 
Where does that put you? You can be deported over that. You have no standing. You can't participate in what only the people can do if you owe allegiance to something foreign. How can you be an assembly member if you owe allegiance to something foreign? doesn't matter what it is. You can't. Only the people born here with allegiance to original jurisdiction can assemble, can do this. A foreigner can't. Yeah. So, again, <clears throat> excuse me. As long as they did not sign any status correction papers or swear any allegiance to whatever, they can still become a member of the National Assembly in their respective county and state. It's very, very, it's a very, I don't want to say this. I don't think people really realize, even current assembly members, even myself for the longest time, I don't think a lot of us realize we go to these county meetings and we go to these state meetings and and we conduct business. We, we, we do these things, which shall remain private because there's a reason we don't publish meetings and what we talk about in the public domain. But sometimes it seems like nothing's happening. Sometimes it seems like the process isn't working. And sometimes some people lose so much hope and they grow impatient and they just give up altogether and they just stop participating. I'm here to tell you with one year under my belt now, which is not much, one year, I felt all these emotions. I'm going to be very honest with you. Up and down, up and down, up and down. Didn't know. One minute I thought I could trust the assembly. Next thing I thought I couldn't. I'm being, I'm being, I'm trying to be real with you guys. I'm trying to be very transparent. I battled with this for a couple months. But the more I started learning, the more I started digging, the more I started taking it to prayer and asking God for discernment, the more clear it became, the clearer it became for me. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm being real with you guys. This is a very serious business that you're getting involved in. Not serious as in, oh my God, am I, in, am I at risk for being assassinated? No. But the enemy will throw everything in our way to make us stumble so we can't assemble COVID-19, the, you know, the irreversible vaccines, a.k.a. the clot shots, six feet social distancing and face muzzle masks so you can't talk to your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Don't you go to Susie Q's house. We'll arrest you.
Don't you take your kid to the park. God forbid you take your kid to the swings. I will arrest you. Do you see how extreme? You see the extremes they were willing to take this so we didn't assemble? Don't think for one minute COVID-19 was a real thing. They did that because they did not want us assembling. They knew what was happening. Be very cautious who you follow. Be very cautious what you get involved in. And what I'm saying to you is, when you join the National Assembly, I'm going to tell you with 100% confidence and surety, you're getting involved with good men and women, godly, God-fearing men and women. When I say God, I'm talking about the one that created the Ten Commandments. Destry just said on the chat here, they cannot directly mess with the assemblies, but they can throw wrenches in our works, like like, like I said, yeah, COVID-19 and AVR and David Crooked to give false information and create false assemblies to create basically muddied waters. Because they know when we the people assemble, one nation under God, their days of lies and deceptions and propaganda and fear-mongering and raping and pillaging and pilfering the pockets of the American people ends. Yes, and distractions like reevaluations. That ends. Let's take this to the warrior's prayer. Heavenly Father, your warrior prepares for battle. Today I claim victory over Satan by putting on the whole armor of God. I put on the girdle of truth, may I stand firm in the truth of your word, so I will not be a victim of Satan's lies. I put on the breastplate of righteousness, may it guard my heart from evil so I will remain pure and holy, protected under the blood of Jesus Christ. I put on the shoes of peace, may I stand firm in the good news of the gospel, so your peace will shine through me and be a light to all I encounter. I take the shield of faith. May I be ready for Satan's fiery darts of doubt, denial, deceit, so I will not be vulnerable to the spiritual defeat. I put on the helmet of salvation. May I keep my mind focused on you, so Satan will not have a stronghold on my thoughts. I take the sword of spirit. May the two-edged sword of your word be ready in my hand, so I can expose the tempting words of Satan. By faith, your warrior has put on the whole armor of God. I am prepared to live this day in spiritual victory. Amen. Amen, indeed. Amen, indeed. And I would just want to add to that. I pray for all the men and women in all the state national, you know, the state, uh, the all the state assemblies within the national assembly and the county assemblies. We pray for their success. We pray that they have discernment. We pray for people who are on the fence about joining to come join the lawful and peaceful 
assembly. Again, if you want more information, go to www.national-assembly.net www.national-assembly.net One more time, grab a piece of paper or grab your phone out and type it up if you're listening to this for the first time. www.national-assembly.net You'll find that there's some podcasts that they shared of mine over there that are pretty relevant in information. Maybe check that out. Poke around in the forums. They're very, uh, they're categorized very carefully and strategically to make it easy to figure out what you're getting into and reading. Start digging in information. You can find the organic constitution over there, the organic, you know, the articles of confederation, the Connecticut colony, uh, fundamental orders of 1638. Um, the Jefferson man, you can find so much over there, all the public notices for the States that have been published already. That's in the blog part of it, but you can find all this information. The amount of information that's over there has been searched for by a ton of people worldwide. Stuff that we haven't been taught in public school, and I say that with quotations, aka the government indoctrination center. There's enough information for you at national-assembly.net that will take a lifetime for you to read. But that's why I'm over here at His Heart Line. First and foremost, to put out the Word of God and try to get people to invite Christ in their heart. That's number one. Second reason is to take what's typically pretty challenging for people, either because of time or because they're not good with researching or and or because they just, you know, they have a hard time finding or don't like reading or they're slow readers. The way I see it, there's a lot of people I'd rather listen to a podcast rather than read. So I try to do the heavy lifting. I seek out advice and guidance from Destry and Paul and those that are much wiser and more knowledgeable in this space than I. And I take their suggestions to heart and I put it out there. They don't demand me to. They make suggestions. I'll ask for their suggestions and I put it out there. Because I realize, and don't get me wrong, I love learning. I do absolutely hate reading. If I can listen to audiobooks all day long, I'd rather do that than read. And I do, but unfortunately, there's no audiobooks on the information that is at the national site. So you are just going to have to be stuck with my annoying voice. Some people might like it. And there's some people that might cringe at it. Like, yeah, man, Jason, your voice. I like the information you put out, but man, your voice just makes me want to punch you in the face. <laughs> Nothing against you, but your voice, I just right there, right in the kisser, right in the kisser. So that's why I do what I do here. Some days it's entertaining. Sometimes I try to make it fun and enjoyable. And I'm sure some days it's about as boring as that teacher from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Bueller. Bueller. But I try to strive to make sure every show is delivered better than the last. I really try to do that. So anyway. As I always say, as I always say, 
here at his hard line. We're firm. We're steadfast. And we're uncompromising. You guys have no idea how important that is for you guys to know that's what we stand for over at his hard line. Because that is exactly that is ex exactly what we need to be unwavering no more allowing the enemy on the other side of this line that's why it's called his hard line we're here to hold that line but whose line does this belong to jesus christ it's his line not my line it's not your line it's for us to defend but it doesn't belong to us. But we're here to defend it. Push evil back on their side. So until then or the next time, we will be back here tomorrow for another 1% with him. And I hope you all have a blessed, blessed night or day wherever you're at in the world. May God bless all of you with good, abundant health. Thank you for joining us here at His Heart Line. Have a good day or night wherever you're at in the world. Bye-bye. appointed representative of His Majesty the King. By decree, according to martial law, the following statutes are temporarily amended. Right to assembly, suspended. Right to habeas corpus, suspended. Right to legal counsel, suspended. Right to verdict by a jury of peers, suspended. By decree, all persons found guilty of piracy or aiding a person convicted of piracy or associating with a person convicted of piracy shall be sentenced to hang by the neck until dead. gentlemen that is all we have for the day thank you for joining us here at his heart line 
And remember, as it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We are warriors for Christ, ladies and gentlemen, and that enemy has crossed that line for the last time, and we will push the enemy back on their side. It's time to get our nation back. It's time to return to God. of our sins. If we plan on moving forward as a nation under God, we need to ask for his forgiveness. And each and every day, remember, you need to ask and invite Jesus Christ in your heart each and every day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heartline, and please come back, share this podcast far and wide, and don't forget to share the website www.hisheartline.com. We'll see you next time.